Welcome to the RDH Magazine Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. This show represents the voice of today's RDH. Like mine. And mine. Like mine. And mine. And mine. And yours. Join us each Tuesday and Thursday as we explore trending topics and go behind the scenes and into the minds of our amazing writers and friends. And now, here's the latest episode with Jackie Sanders. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jackie Sanders, Chief Editor of RDH Magazine. And today I am spending some time with my friend, Tony Meyercord. Hello, Tony. How are you today? Hello, Jackie. I am doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of a gray day here in Illinois. I don't know what it's doing in Missouri, but we're just going to have fun anyway. Oh, yeah. It's sunny and windy here. So that's awesome that we kind of are opposite a little bit on our weather, but we're close. There you go. Down the road from each other. Well, for those of you who do not know Tony, she is a 2023 Phillips Heart to Hands Award recipient. And I had a blast getting to call her and getting to know her. And just tell me how that day was for you, Tony. Wow, Jackie, it was (laughs) perfect timing. I will say 100%. I think I was having one of those days that weren't a good day. And when you called, I was with my husband and we were chatting about some of the things that I was just experiencing for that day. And we all know things will pass eventually, but it's okay to just talk about it. And your call happened. And my husband loves to make fun of me for answering phone numbers that I don't recognize. And I'm like, I have to answer all these calls because it could be anything or anyone. And it was you. And so when you said my nickname, I knew that you knew me. And when you said your name, I gasped. I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. (laughs) So I was so elated. It was just like a breath of fresh air. And I needed it. It came at just the right time, your call. And um, I'm just so grateful. So, yeah, that's how it went for me. Congratulations. I am a a firm believer in perfect timing. And when you said you were there with your husband, I think we just, we we both kind of shed a tear of of excitement. Yes. Fortunately, our listeners, Tony and I have had some time to chat before we uh, started on this recording because this woman has a wealth of knowledge. But we're going to focus just a little bit. Um, Some key words jumped out when we were talking today. And I know you had been working clinically for 22 years and you were feeling a little bit of burnout. So how did you rejuvenate your passion for dental hygiene? Yeah, thank you, Jackie. That's a great question. And it's so interesting because I was in fear of just like losing myself altogether There are so many platforms that discuss, you know, how to get out of dental hygiene and escape. And I had to take a pregnant pause and say, hey, is this the profession that I love? And the answer was yes. So whenever you say yes, you start to consider what can I do to make me more impassioned? And that's when I was given an opportunity to be part of this amazing program here in the St. Louis area, helping high-risk, low-income pregnant women understand and get the information they need about pregnancy health and oral health. And it has 
absolutely invigorated my love for dental hygiene, my respect for the profession, and my drive to keep going for the rest of my career. So yeah, that's how it happened. Once again, timing, you ended up in the right place. But we were talking a little bit about all of, I don't want to say associations, but all the associations and the groups that you have joined over the years. Can you kind of start in the beginning and and lead me down the path of how one led you to the next, to the next, and where it's taken you? Yes, absolutely. So interestingly, I was a SADA member of ADHA for forever. And then somehow I was a single mom too. And so I broke ties shortly after dental hygiene school, married my husband in 2003, and I got an email saying, hey, become a member. And I asked my husband, I was like, hey, do you think this is like something I should do? And my husband's all union. And he's like, are those only your union dues? You know? And I was like, yeah. And he said, yes, absolutely. If that's your profession, if that's your organization, do it. And so from 2003 forward, I maintained my membership to ADHA. Now, fast forward, I've gone to different conferences and things like that in state and out of state and ran into some pretty amazing people. Like the National Dental Hygiene Association um, is the first African-American organization for hygienists. And it was in place for, you know, just back in the day, like when Black hygienists couldn't be part of ADHA. And so Mm -hmm. it made sense to be part of something so long lasting. I haven't had a chance to connect um, 100% with their sessions, but Letitia, the president, is an amazing woman. And I had the opportunity and the pleasure of speaking with her for several hours at one of our ADHA events, uh, ironically, and am very proud to be part of that organization. With that organization, Brown Girl RDH, you know, kind of kicked into play. And it was like, okay, I need to also recognize that as a woman of color, I need to connect and I have lived experiences that are different than my white hygiene friends. And Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that I'm connected and heard and seen in a way that helps me to feel reinvigorated as well. So Brown Girl RDH, NDHA are huge parts of my life and I'm so grateful So the one that led to the other is ADHA, 100%. It's just our national organization. And all of these are national, but it just kind of gave me that sense of togetherness that I needed. But then I needed to hone that down to look at some specific things that I deal with as Mm -hmm. uh, an African-American hygienist. And it doesn't pull me away. It actually helps me to want to engage even more with the dental community as a whole. And, and it's just, I'm, I feel fuller as a hygienist being part of so many different organizations. So, yeah, yeah I hope that helps. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So tell our listeners a little bit about how you got involved in your local community working with pregnant mothers. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so funny how sometimes your life experiences can kind of feed you in a direction that opens up later. And that's exactly what happened to me. 
When I was younger, I didn't go to the dentist until I was 14. I didn't have, per se, someone saying, hey, this is an important part. So fast forward, being a young mom, the only saving grace that I had was that I was a dental assistant. And so I understood that dentistry was important. So moving even more forward, when you think about people that have a low income, they may not have most of the times a lot of resources. And the biggest one outside of food insecurity is information. You can't make the best decision for yourself as a pregnant woman if you don't have the information that you need. There have been researches done all over the place about like particularly African-American women and pregnancy health and infant mortality rates. And so one of the things that I want to engage this population in is helping them to understand that it is okay to go to the dentist while you're pregnant Hmm. and that there are opportunities to help you to, to make that happen. The information is here. I've had to hear so many different old wives tales about not going to the dentist with this particular population. And it's important for the information to be correct so that they can make the best decisions for their babies and the moms. And so a lot of it has to stem from just a lacking that I had as a youth, as a young mom myself, but then understanding that this is critical for overall health in our nation. We should be taking care of everyone and everyone should have access to this kind of information that's going to make a difference for, you know, preventing preterm babies and all of these things. We know the link between periodontal disease and pre-labor. And so these moms need to just have the right information. And I feel so grateful to be a part of that plan for for this population. So, yeah. Yeah, that's well, and that's a, a a unique need. It's something that hygienists in any community could get involved in doing. So I know that you will be attending both ADHA, and I know you will be attending under one roof as you'll be recognized as the Phillips Heart to Hands recipient. So our listeners, if you want to track Tony down and talk to her a little bit more of how to get involved in young mother pregnancies and making them aware of oral health and getting the information to them, I think Tony might be our go-to. So Tony, if there was one bit of information or one group you could tell hygienists to get involved with in their local communities to find these mothers, who would you recommend hygienists reach out to? Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. I would recommend that hygienists, if they want to get connected, get involved with like the local health department that typically links up with clinics in those particular communities, whatever community they live in. And it can be rural or urban. It doesn't matter. But the health department is good. They typically have a great list of all of the local clinics. And you might be surprised at how close one of those clinics may be to you. And so now with things opening up post the COVID era, not that we're totally gone, people are more open to having educated people talk to their their moms about these things. Mm -hmm. So consider like WIC programs in all kinds of places where moms who are in dire straits per se would be there. So those would be probably the best. Excellent, excellent. 
Well, I think we know to our listeners, if some of you are dealing with burnout, one of your solutions might just be to get more involved with programs in your community where you're feeling once again, like you are truly making a difference in somebody's life. So, Tony, I want to thank you for your time today. I know you're a very busy woman, also working on your master's degree in education. Yes. So uh, I'm sure that's keeping you busy, but I cannot wait to meet you in person and grab a hug at ADHA and then see you receive your reward at Under One Roof. So thank you for your time, Tony. Thank you so much, Jackie. I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. And to our listeners, we both wish you all a great day. Take care of yourselves, and we hope to cross paths with you at one of the conferences this summer. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of RDH Magazine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Hit that subscribe button and join us next Thursday for another conversation with Jackie Sanders. Find us on social media, visit our website, and sign up for one of our amazing newsletters to keep up to date with your profession. Hygienists come for the education, but stay for the community. See you next time.